Oh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what the heck is going on here? Dirty Thursday's done. Well, welcome everybody to Grand Fork's Best Source. Um, kind of a show today that is concerning to me. You know, I'm a hockey guy. And uh, I think this is going to be concerning to a lot of you people as uh, you follow up with the rest of the show here and see what's happening. But uh, Scott Foyt is in the studio today. Uh, you're maybe wondering, some of you, who's Scott Foyt, but a lot of you know who he is. We're going to be talking with him about uh, youth girls hockey and some things that have been happening here in the Grand Forks area. Uh, but we're going to take a break uh, right now. Our show, by the way, this morning or this afternoon, I guess now, uh, brought to you by the Smiling Moose Rocky Mountain Deli. If you've got an event coming up or maybe just want to treat your employees, check out Smiling Moose Rocky Mountain Deli. This is no run-of-the-mill deli either. They're a company of passionate people who work together to create craveable food and memorable service that you will not forget. The breakfasts are incredible and served all day. Box lunches and dinners, vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free, and even last-minute events, Smiling Moose Rocky Mountain Deli uses only the freshest ingredients with chef-inspired, bold, adventurous flavors where everything is made to order. Contact them at SmilingMooseDeli.com or call 701-757-DELI or stop in at 623 South Washington with the details and let them do the rest or they'll be sure to decide the perfect menu tailored to your needs. Smiling Moose Rocky Mountain Deli, we don't just cater your event, we cater to you. All right, if you have any questions or comments regarding today's show, feel free to text or call. Our number is 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863. And we got to do it. We got to do what we do every day. It's our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. See what you think of this one. Uh, I gave Dale a test run on this one. I don't know what he thought, but uh, here we go. Sugar Ray Leonard and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, they're starting up a chain of coffee shops. Yeah, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Where did you get that picture? Uh, they are starting up a chain of coffee shops. They're calling them Coffee with Kareem and Sugar. The best one of the day. The best one of the day, Dale says. <laughs> What'd you think of that one? I appreciate a good dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Kareem and sugar, sugar and Kareem. Um, welcome to the show, Scott Foyt. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, first time I've ever met you uh, in the last couple of days. I've heard a lot about you. Um, I did. Uh, well, I did, did my creeping on you. We'll call it that. But um, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you would. Sure. So I'm relatively new to Grand Forks. I went to school here and I played hockey at the University of North Dakota mm -hmm. um, from 2003 to 2008. Um, my wife and I met at school at UND, and we really enjoyed the community. And when we had kids, we always thought it would be a great opportunity for us to come back and, and raise our kids in Grand Forks. Plus, my wife is from northern Minnesota here. Oh, okay. Um, so we're closer to her family. And um, once the opportunity came open for a job in town, I decided to take it, and we were happy to move here. Uh, northern Minnesota, what town, if you don't mind me asking? She's from Kennedy, Minnesota. No way. Yeah. Yeah, I went to college with some guys from Kennedy. Um, and after you left here, where were you before you came back to Grand Forks? So I went to law school in Orlando, Florida. Oh. I, pra I practiced law down there for about three years. Okay. Um, I was a litigation attorney. And then I... Once we had our daughter, we thought we'd like to move closer to home, so sure. we moved back to Minneapolis area, and I got a job there, and I was working as a, a CPA at uh, KPMG okay. for a few years, and then I switched over to a tax attorney at UHG, United Health Group, Okay, and then um, kind of my background and everything that I was doing kind of led to me wanting to be a CFO, Sure, and sure. when the opportunity at 
um, Acme Tools came up. Came up. Uh, it was something that I couldn't pass up when I applied for the job, and I had friends in town who kind of recommended the, mm-hmm. the position, and all things worked out for the better, and we're really happy to be in Grand Forks. You know, there's a lot of great guys uh, and girls that work at Acme, too. Um, I've got a lot of friends that work there. I, I, I'm guessing you're probably having a pretty good time. Now. But um, Orlando, that's all right, too, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it I, ain't for everybody. I would say there's no sense of community in Florida. Right, There's right. a lot of transplants. I mean, there is. Lo- lots of things happen down down there that were just didn't make sense because people didn't want to pay tax for sure. education and things yep. like that. Yep. And yep. Their, their kids went to school in New Jersey, so they didn't right, like pay right. additional tax. You know, I lived in California for a few years uh, way back in the day, and it was the same thing. Nobody there was uh, from there. Uh, you know, there was transplants, but uh, uh, Dave Rosendahl, Travis Gray, I don't know what that means, but um, hey, these guys are texting in already. Anyway, um, okay, I want to look at some names there. You played for UND, Bochensky, uh, Mayor Brandon was in the show yesterday, or in the studio here yesterday for a while, talks highly of you. Uh, we had mentioned some of the things that are going on, but um, how did you get into the coaching stuff? So I started coaching when I was like 15 years old with my high school coach. It started out with me just making a bunch of passes. He ran a shooting school, mm-hmm. um, and I, I would go there and pass for him. I was a fairly reliable, dorky kid that could show up every day. So sure, he liked sure. that. And he coached me and he knew what I was all about and gave me the opportunity. And uh, it was a job I took in the summer. And then I continued coaching all the way through college and coached here at UND for the summer camps and sure. things like that. And um, and then I started coaching my own kids and kind of went from there. So um, I, I'm kind of an expert in teaching shooting and kind of just general hockey in general, yeah. a pretty good evaluator of talent. And um, so I've been coaching a long time and especially for youth kids. You know, the coaching culture, the parental culture, the whole culture itself when it comes to hockey has changed so much over the years. How has your experience been coaching so far up until what we are getting ready to talk about? Um, you know, I would say my my experience with the association has been consistent since day one. Um, my experience with the parents, however, has been great. Um, I've had great parents on my son's team, great parents on my daughter's team. Um, what I love about youth sports is what it teaches kids and how, how to be successful in life. There's to more to hockey than hockey. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and especially if you look at it in terms of where these kids are actually going and where hockey's going to take them, yeah. 99.9% no. of them are all going to end up in the same place. Mm-hmm. It's why it's so important to me that they all have the same experience mm-hmm. and they all learn the values that I learned that made me successful. Exactly. And, and, and you know, that's one thing. Uh, I bring in all the high school hockey coaches here for like a little season preview every year. And, uh, and that's one thing we... We stress is is hockey is not about just hockey, um, and and I mean when you were growing up, uh, let's face it, uh, some of the biggest influences in your life, if you were anything like me, were some of my coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's, I don't want to say it's not like that anymore, but it's just changed. It's changed a lot. It's hard to get a good coach now. It's hard to get coaches that will stay because all it takes is for a coach to leave is. One parent, mm-hmm. two parents. Uh, we got somebody texting. My daughter thinks you're an excellent coach, but um, it, it's just changed so much. And I want to right now, if you can, if you don't mind, Scott, um, can I read this letter right now? Because yeah, this, this is what this show is all about. Yeah. I was going to ask you what happened, but we'll go from here. This this is the letter that uh, you got on December thirteenth, twenty twenty three. After much consideration, uh, Grand Forks Youth Hockey Association Board of Directors 
has decided that due to your conduct towards Grand Forks Youth Hockey Association Executive Director Brad, how do you say it, Lucky? Yep. Brad Lucky, on November 30th of 2023, you will no longer be coaching any GFYHA team or group for the 2023-2024 season effective immediately. Now, this means that you will no longer be allowed on the ice or the bench for any Grand Forks Youth Hockey Association team or group, either at home or away for this season. Should you violate this decision, further action will be taken, including but not limited to your suspension from Grand Forks Youth Hockey Association-sponsored events. We anticipate and appreciate your full cooperation. Sincerely, Grand Forks Youth Hockey Association Board of Directors. Well, first off, right off the bat, um, here's Scott. I don't think uh, that this really got your full cooperation. Um, <laughs> and um, It did not. So they're actually, even basically threatened to not even let you go into the rink if, if you did not cooperate like you're doing now. But mm-hmm. um, what, it, it, pardon my French, but what the hell happened? So there's a long history there, and it kind of starts dating back to last year. Um, one of the first things that happened when my daughter made her, t- her 10U team last year, and we were working through kind of similar, we, had, we didn't have enough for tryouts. We had enough okay. for one team. And the question was, would we be at a B team or an A team? Okay. Well, well, my daughter was the only returning player. We were definitely going to be a B team. Okay. So I communicated that to the association. Well, ultimately, when teams got issued and finalized and we move into the travel portion of the season, we look at our schedule. We have a bunch of A tournaments scheduled for a B team. Mm-hmm. And then we have two other games on our schedule. Meanwhile, all the other boys have their schedules set in stone. Sure, sure. And we're not even in the right level tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we didn't have any home games. We had, we, we had zero home games at the time. After the parents kind of raised concerns, we had two home games. And then they went again to a meeting and raised additional concerns. And then we finally got up to, I think it was six home games on the year which in comparison to the average of the other squirt boys oh, was yeah. 15 games to six. Sure, sure. So that's kind of the, the initial part where I started experiencing the disparity between girls' hockey and boys' hockey in mm-hmm. Grand Forks, and it was fairly significant. Oh, I mean, yeah. The parents and myself were driving all over town. We had we, all over the Midwest to play hockey games because yeah. we have no home games. And, you know, when we brought it to the board's attention, they chalked it up as, oh, you guys are just new parents. Yeah, yeah, get used to it. Travel parents, Mm -hmm. they're just not comfortable with it. And they dismissed us. Well, so then our first tournament, we played an A tournament. We lost 17 to 0, 16 to 0, 15 to 0. Like big losses. You're traveling all over to play these A teams and getting your butts handed to you. Yeah. And then then we had another tournament. We were scheduled to play an A tournament in Roseau. That wasn't going to work for us because the girls didn't have any fun in Fargo when we were stuck there. So they decided to put us in a B boys tournament instead. So we played in a bees boys tournament at the end of the at, at some point. So okay. it just got consistently worse and worse from a scheduling perspective. Um, I generally stayed back, and the parents kind of handled it initially. Mm-hmm. But I expressed my concerns to the uh, yep. president of the board at Which the end of the season. Do. And one of the things they said to me is like, "It'll be better. Trust me." Yeah. And yeah, when I, when sure. people tell me to trust them, uh, yeah, even can't. if I know them, I don't really trust them. And, and you know. <sighs> Scott, when and, and I'm a believer in this, too, to a certain point. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you win or lose as long as you're having fun. I agree. All right. You go on the road, drive all over the place, get your butt handed to you, 15 nothing, 17 one, 18 2 whatever, whatever. It gets to the point, like you mentioned, it's not fun. No. It's not fun. And the last thing you want to do with girls this age is get them to hate hockey. Yep. Because hockey is the greatest sport in the world. Mm-hmm. 
it's, it's not also, fun. It's also the fastest growing sport in the Midwest. Oh, I mean, for they sure. have a professional women's hockey league. Yeah, though. yeah. So you would you would think that they would put some emphasis on that. I want the girls that play on my daughter's team to have a dream that they can play professional hockey just like I did. Absolutely. Despite the fact that it's a far-reaching dream. Sure, sure. They're entitled to have everything that the boys have. Yep. And that hasn't been my experience since I've been at Grand Forks Youth Hockey. So uh, I know the Hobie Baker is for college men player, boy players. Uh, but what is it? The, the, what's the, don't they have one for women too? They do. It's, the it was cat, the P- Patty Katzenmeyer one. That's it. That's yep. it. Now, folks, here's what I'm getting at. You mentioned 99.9% of people probably won't play anymore after college if they are fortunate enough to go play college hockey. Parents, I'm going to tell you this right now. Your kid's not going to win the Hobie. He's not going to win that award either. Uh, well, maybe if you're really lucky, but you also are right. Uh, way more college scholarship opportunities now for girls hockey, mm-hmm. women's hockey, women's pro hockey. Now, that was the start. What? Tell me about the whole tryout thing. Okay, so... This year, we had tryouts. We had enough for two teams. Okay. So we had to determine which girls are going to be on the A team and which girls are going to be on the B team. The association has um, policies and procedures for tryouts, um, which that's kind of, you'll see in my correspondence that they did not follow that at all. So it, was, it fell to myself and my fellow coaches to evaluate the girls and determine where they should be placed. So... We go through a month of tryouts, over 20 ice sessions. We evaluate them. We give the girls different opportunities so they can play up with the A girls and up with the B girls. And this girls. is the coaching staff that oversees this. Yes. Okay. I, I, I have been the head coach for the program all last year. was planning on doing it again this year. Okay. I have a great support staff with Joey Corbin, Amanda Adams, and Tyler Grindy that okay. have really helped me. Yep. And we were in lockstep the whole way, all the way through tryouts, evaluating okay. the girls, giving them opportunities. So we get to tryouts, and we, we pass over our rosters to the association. The association takes them, take a look at them. They call around and ask the coaches a little, couple of questions. Coaches all respond. Um, then you thought you issue, were all good. Right. Okay. Then, they issue a final, then they issue final rosters. And on that final rosters, they sent an email out, and they say, here's the A team, okay. and here's your A coaches. Okay. So I'm listed as an A coach, sure. and we have our A team set. Um, so they did that at 4.57 on a Wednesday. Okay. We, our next practice was 5 o'clock the next day. And before we even arrived at practice, the association had already reopened tryouts and decided they were going to reevaluate the girls and independently confirm the rosters. So, <laughs> and, and we felt because of the fact that these girls um, were being reevaluated, we need to let them know. Specifically because we got communication from some of the parents that their girls were considering quitting. And we didn't think it fair that yeah, if they're going to be yeah. reevaluated, that they mope around the ice. Sure, sure. And so when we told and these the girls, girls were already told right, who was on the roster, okay. Right. And they had worked for a month to try right, to arrive right. at these yep. at these rosters. So um, they go out on the ice. A lot of them were crying. One of the girls couldn't take her bottom hand off her stick, and she was so nervous, and she, she skated around like a termite. Oh boy! Um, and and yeah, she was just yeah. so nervous. She had worked so hard for a month to put put on the A team, and yeah. then they took it. They, she was worried they're going to take it away from her. And she wasn't able to perform. Right, Um, right. There was girls crying on the bench. It was the worst experience I've ever had on the ice. Even when I got home, my daughter, who fairly secured in her position on the Mm -hmm. A-team, she's a pretty good player. Yeah. uh, She was crying because she had such a terrible experience. Right, right. And um, so because of that, I made a call, and I wanted to ask some questions. I wanted to understand why, what was happening. Because at no point for a month of tryouts did anyone from the association 
call the head coach of the program. Which you think they should do. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in, in addition to that, if you're talking about bubble girls, bubble girls should be the decision of the coaches because they know the most about those girls. Absolutely. absolutely. How many of these people on the board were at any of the tryouts? Not a single one. Okay. Okay. Yep. They didn't come to anything. Yeah. So, so they, they have no right in deciding who should be on this roster or not. In Well, that's my opinion. Precisely. They don't know the girls, so any opinion that they have is not going to be a valid one. Sure, sure. So what they're doing is working off of information of parents, and um, nothing against the parents. I have advocate for my kid, too, but it has nothing to do with hockey and how we evaluate mm-hmm. the girls. We mm-hmm. evaluate the girls based on their abilities and their skills. Nothing other than that. Sure. And we place them in the place where they would be most successful to grow and develop. Uh-huh. It had nothing to do with, oh, I'm going to screw over a 10-year-old girl. That's I, that's not something I would ever right, consider. Right, doing. right. And so you voiced your concerns. Next thing you know, uh, you get this letter. Yep. Uh, the Gmail that says you're done. And so, okay, that letter came on Wednesday, December 13th. Uh, you appealed it. I did. I appealed to the North Dakota Athletic Hockey Association. Okay. Um, and I'm going to see, uh, I'm going to read this here. Uh, this is the appeal hearing decision. I first want to thank the hearing committee for taking the time to quickly to hear out the uh, blah, 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 blah. Second, I want to thank Mr. Foyt and the Grand Forks Youth Hockey Association for their patience in the process that was worked through. Hearing committee has discussed the appeal and has come to the following conclusion. Grand Forks Youth Hockey Association did not follow the Rule 10 process by offering a hearing to Mr. Foyt after he was told that his services were no longer needed for coaching. And and I'm not the lawyer here, uh, Mr. Foyt, but um, that's illegal, isn't it? It's, it's not necessarily legal. Well, it's against, they're supposed to have an appeal hearing. Yes, absolutely. According to USA Hockey t- Bylaw 10, which they have adopted and incorporated yep. into their bylaws, before they suspend anyone, except in very limited circumstances where there's like violence against a Oh, ref, yeah, you murdered a kid or a ref or something like that. Or, or there's um, other issues with respect to safe sport, mm-hmm. those types of things. Under all circumstances, there should be a hearing before you discipline somebody or suspend them. And you can see from their letter that they, they're from their perspective, they didn't suspend me. Oh, no. They're no. just saying, well, you're just asked not to coach anymore. Mm-hmm. North Dakota Youth uh, um, a- Amateur Hockey Association clearly disagreed with that assessment. Sure. And, and now they're on probation for the way that they handled the, their discipline of myself. <laughs> so, um, you know, I express my concerns and opinions to the executive director. I said a couple of F words when I was talking to him, um, like adults do. I, I, have, I have conversations with my boss where we do the same thing. Exactly. And if you grew up playing hockey when I did and when you did it, that was just a part of a, every single sentence you heard in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, and it all surrounds, like, and I want to keep the focus on the girls. Yeah. Everything yeah. to do and with the girls. you didn't call anybody certain names. You no, use them as more not. of a, uh, you know, yeah, okay. Absolutely not. I, I wouldn't do that. I didn't call out specific individuals. I just said what my general perception was and they need to work on it. Um, my wife listened to the conversation, mm-hmm. which I don't think the association knows. Okay, okay. So they think... What they said on their paper is what I said. It's not. My wife listened to the conversation. Sure, sure. She knows exactly what I said. Yep. Um, also, the people that I coach know who I am and the type of person that I am. Right. And their perspective is, is I called and just complained and didn't even talk about girls hockey and just made personal attacks on all the on the board members. I don't even know the board members personally, so I'm not sure. capable of doing that. Okay. But 
I, I did express my concerns. I'm a fairly articulate person. Yeah, you can yeah. see from the, the work that I oh, did that yeah. I walked through it methodically. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what I did was is I pointed out the differences in girls hockey and boys hockey. And one of the notable differences, last year they had a similar situation where a parent wanted their, thought their kid was on the wrong team. Mm-hmm. After two weeks of back and forth, the association took the position, and this is on the boys' side of the program, of course, took the position that rosters are set, that's out there, it's documented, we're not changing them. However... When it comes to the girls, they have a completely different approach. Yeah, yeah. But Why? I, the only thing that I can tell you is they don't really care about the girls' program. Okay. And they want to be done with whatever they're working on as quickly as they can. So let's placate this parent, move them to the A-team, and we'll be settled and we can move on. That, that's kind of my perception. We, um, we're talking with Scott Foyt right now, uh, girls hockey coach with the Grand Forks Girls Youth Hockey Association. Um, we've got a long way to go. In fact, I have got letters uh, from every player on that team, uh, we've got a, a lot more to talk about. But um, I want to take a quick, quick, just short little break. Uh, we'll be back after this from Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Yeah, hey, tell you what, uh, big, big sales event going on uh, all the rest of this month at Churchill Shoes. Uh, all sash sales uh, shoes are on sale. Uh, check them out. I know Paul, the producer, has got himself a pair on his feet right now. He says they're the most comfortable shoes uh, he's ever worn. Uh, Scott Foyt is back. Kind of an extra show today. And thank you to all the people uh, that are watching right now because we know there is a bunch of you watching. Um, you know, hockey is it's been a political sport since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day... Um, you know, and I don't. I don't want to get myself in trouble either. But we know how it goes. Uh, back in the pl- in the day, I was a bubble player. Um, I maybe didn't have the name. Um, I was good enough, um, but a lot of people didn't. Um, some of my better friends didn't have the name. They were B players their entire life till they got to high school, and the next thing you know, they went on and they played in the USHL and college hockey and all this and that and this. We we try to hope that that doesn't happen still, but I think it kind of does. When we get to the, the the political stuff, the tryouts, you're placed on probation, and then tell me if I got this right. After you appealed this, and they found out they were wrong, what they try to do? They tried to say you weren't actually a coach because I saw a copy of the check that was written out to you for coaching. But if they're trying to hide their tracks, they're doing a really crappy job. So I think the biggest issue there is that they don't think that they have to follow the rules at all and that they apply to them. They can do whatever they want. It's a good old boys club. We've got strength in numbers, and we can just bully people out of there. I think they ran into the wrong person, and I ultimately wasn't going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but really, um, they haven't done anything outside of making me look like a horrible person yeah. after that um, because that's the only explanation for them not following their bylaws to just – 
summarily dismiss me without giving me a hearing. Sure. So they want the pr- people to believe that I'm unhinged and that there's a reason yeah, why you're they a didn't loose have cannon. a hearing. Yeah. Right? And, and that's kind of what the approach they've been taking. I've heard it from parents. I've seen emails from board members to groups of players that say, he's just a disgruntled parent. Mm-hmm. Ignore him. Sure, sure. Um, really, but you have but, nothing to be disgruntled yeah. about. Your daughter was on an A team. Yeah. J- um, disregard the fact that he identified several areas where they violated their bylaws yeah, ultimately yeah. resulted in them being put in on probation. And in addition to that, they've also violated state statute by not providing me documents that I've requested that they provide. Absolutely. And, and, you know, um, I mentioned to you too, Scott, that uh, I did a little creeping on you. Um, I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of people around here. Uh, and I happen to know a lot of people that know who you are and, and know a little bit about you. And I did not hear one, bad thing about you it was all positive stuff the things we're kind of getting out of here now but you know i know there's the naysayers out there that are like well yeah he says there was a check and blah 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 folks here it is this is a check from the grand forks youth hockey association to scott foyt seven hundred dollars parent coaching fee is what the memo says okay now uh, forgive me if I'm wrong and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a $700 paycheck for being a coach. That is. Cause that's what it costs to register your kid for hockey. If you're a parent coach, you get paid oh. $700 to cover your fee. Yeah. And so you're not getting rich. Nope. Doing something you absolutely love doing. In addition to that, we have four coaches. So we get two $700 payments and we split it between the four of you, Yeah, between the four of us. Now that shows you, you know, people, you, you, <laughs> You wonder why it's hard to get a good coach. And, and when you're making, you know, when you're making $350 for a year and not to mention you're spending that probably at least every couple of weeks just going to and from and and you said it, there's no home games. You're on the road all the time. Um, people, that is an absolute love for the sport. That's an absolute love for the sport for kids to grow up playing. Um, and, and it's it's really crappy. Um, do you is the board kind of like a good old boys club or, or or do they just not pay attention or do they not care? I mean, I can't pass judgment on that. I don't know, but it's kind of the vibe I'm getting, you know? Right. And I, I only know one person personally on the board um, played college hockey with Eric Fabian. Sure. But I would absolutely agree with the statement that it's a good old boys club. And when I got feedback from parents on my letter, that is consistently what I heard, mm-hmm. that they're tired of the good old boys club. And, you know, what's unfortunate, though, is they agreed with everything I had to say, but they didn't want to sign my petition yeah. because of fear of retaliation and, from and, the board. And that's, that's a huge thing, it is. fear of, of retaliation. Believe me, uh, Scott, I have taken on some pretty big names in my, in my life here and, and in my job. But um, when you're right and you know you're right and nobody can prove otherwise, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about that, the petition. In fact, we've got it up there right now uh, to view and sign the petition about initiating legal action on changing Grand Forks Youth Hockey Board members. Uh, it's all the website. Everything is right up there. But what is next? What do you do next? We got the petition going? Or are we trying to get these guys all out? Do you want them all out and a new board or what? Yeah, I think it's imperative when we're dealing with children mm-hmm. and athletic sports and kind of the impact that it has on their life that the processes and procedures are done with integrity. And I think the board so far has demonstrated that they don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And they don't think they're subject to their bylaws and their policies, even though they're state and stated and reduced to writing. Right. That 
they'll just do the opposite of whatever's in there because no one's had the ability to step up to them because everyone's afraid that they're going to retaliate against mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if this ends up happening where my kids aren't allowed to play Grand Forks youth hockey again, all right, I'll go to East Side. But sure. if they don't play at all, I'll help them find a different sport where they can learn the things that I want them to learn to be successful in life. Yeah. You know, I played college hockey. My perspective is a little bit different than a lot of parents. College hockey, in terms of accomplishments in my life, it doesn't rank very high. Yeah. Um, was it an experience that I loved and enjoyed? Absolutely. Yep. And that's why I'm so passionate about hockey. And I'm now sure with the, the education part of it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But the education, that, that's, where, that's where I've made my living. Absolutely. Using my brain and yeah. using my education. And you learn disciplines that help you accomplish things with your education playing sports. Right. And I think that, that all. All youth sports should be done and administered with integrity. Yeah. And I think in order to do that in Grand Forks, the board has to go away. And sure. leadership has to change. They need a new executive director who is going to be honest with mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. communicate with people, yeah. tell them the truth. And we don't currently have that. And there's a statutory mechanism to in North Dakota to allow me to seek removal of them in district court here in Grand Forks. Yeah. And the petition serves that purpose. The okay. Petition, I need 10% of the votes in order to do that. Okay. I think we're going to hit that goal, no yeah. problem. Uh, I think people are still dissecting the information. There's a ton right. of information I sent out. Oh, there is. There is. But it, I, I definitely think we're going to hit that goal, no problem. Um, I probably think we're already there. Yeah. And um, I think the next step is for us to seek to remove them legally. I, I, there's no way I can go through all this information, but we're going to try to get through the, 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 the big juicy parts of it. Um, Seth says East Grand Forks would love to have those girls, parents that have lost confidence in the Grand Forks program, uh, over at East Grand Forks. Um, now you kind of got, it's like a non-suspension suspension. That's what I, that's how I define it. Yep. They said I was removed for cause or for conduct. And we have a conduct policy that states what they should have done. But then they said, well, you weren't removed for conduct. It was just you're not asked to coach anymore. Yeah, okay. So it, it's yeah, a non-suspension it, suspension is yeah. what I would call it. It's, it's semantics in order for them to, to justify what they did to me. Right. Now, was there a, kind of a conflict of interest? Because when you look at Cassie Sheving, um, she's on the board, but isn't she also on the like North Dakota Hockey Association board too? And, and was there any conflict of interest going on there? Um. I, I would say I would agree with that. There is okay. she's the secretary for um, both Grand Forks Youth Hockey and North Dakota Amateur Hockey Association. Um, I don't know if she works in her general counsel legal capacity for North Dakota Amateur Hockey Association, but she does that for Grand Forks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can tell when they issued their letter and their email where they put them on probation that they use similar language. Sure. When they removed you from coaching, yeah. right? Yeah, they right, don't right. say suspended. I, I feel like she probably weighed in on that language and, and, and probably had some input on what should have been said and, and communicated to me. And everything that I've heard from North Dakota Amateur Hockey Association is very consistent what came from Grand Forks. You know, Scott, it's so hard to find good, passionate coaches anymore uh, because of this kind of crap uh, that's been going on. Does does this sour your thoughts and, and your feelings and your beliefs on being a coach? Because I brought it up at the beginning of the show, and, and I'm sure you will agree with me. Um, some of my biggest influences in my life growing up were coaches, mm-hmm. and and I can. It's obvious by sitting here talking to you. That's what you want to be remembered as. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you're necessarily going, well, I had three players go to Division One, or I had, mm-hmm. I, I, 
I'm, I would imagine you're the kind of guy that 20 years from now, you're going to have a girl come up to you and say, Coach, all oh, darn it. You know, it's so great running into you. This is what I've been doing with my life. And it's I owe a lot of it up to is That's more about what you're about, isn't it? That's the goal. That's the goal. I, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not soured on coaching at all. And, I'll, and it's because of the girls 100%. Yeah. So after I got the email and, and the call from the association, I asked if I could communicate it to the girls myself. Yep. Um, and it kind of gives you an example of how I coach. And so when I, when I addressed the girls, I told them, I said, look, girls, I want to let you know that I'm no longer allowed to coach for the rest of the year. I had a conversation with, with the executive director of Grand Forks Youth Hockey, and I was less than professional, and I said a, a, a swear word, mm-hmm. a couple of swear words. Mm-hmm. Which they've all heard. <laughs> which they've all heard. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and the association has decided that I'm no longer allowed to coach. I said, what I want you to understand is I don't agree with it, but there are, there are consequences to things that you do in life. And in this case, this is the consequence, and I let you girls down. But I want you to understand you're responsible for the things that you do. And, um, and I said, I'm sorry I let you down, but I won't be able to coach you anymore. And, but I, I'll be there watching and cheering you on every game, and I wish them luck. So they all ran out of the locker room after they got undressed, and I got this group hug from the whole, oh, wow. all the girls. Yeah. And it, it was hard not to cry. Yeah, in yeah. That I moment. could tell it's hard for you to even yeah. talk about it. And, uh, but it made me, that's kind of what reaffirmed what I needed to do. Plus, in addition to that, like I said, we have great parents on my daughter's teams and yeah. even my son's team. Sure. They've supported me the whole way because they know who I am and the person I am, and they know the impact that I've had on their kids. And they're the only reason why I've been able to continue is because of the support of the girls and their parents. Is this a bump in the road or one step forward, two steps back, back to one step forward for Scott Foyt, and uh, hopefully this is a done deal? I, I hope so. I'd, I'd like to see positive change made. And I will say, like, positive changes are already happening in the girls' program. So they've, they've actually, as of yesterday, we've, we've learned that they've listed a director position for the girls' side of the program for oh. development and organization. So it was one of those things where they were targeting a June deadline of getting that out there. Mm-hmm. But they moved that up in response to my letter. And a lot of the things that they've been doing are in response to my letter and the things that I've pushed them for. Uh, another good example is I requested all the documents that I'm entitled to under North Dakota statute yep. and Grand yep. Forks youth hockey bylaws. And I told them why you never issued uh, annual financials as you're required by North Dakota statute and bylaws. So I want to be able to do that and communicate it to the parents, what the financials yep. are, because yep. you guys don't want to meet your obligations. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to go through, I've got letters here from every single player on your team and, and I did not look at any of these i haven't looked at any of them so it's not like i got the sappiest ones on the top or whatever but i'm just going to read a couple uh dear hockey association this is from ivy uh we need our coach scott Floyd back he helps us through our hard games and practices he is passionate about making all girls better at hockey he said to me that was all you at a game and it made me feel like i belonged on the team when you suspended him it made me feel not as welcome i miss him a lot all of the girls do Please bring him back as my coach. Uh, let's see your Dear 10U Grand Forks board, I think you should let Scott coach because he helped the whole team get better. He taught me how to do many things. Every game we won was because uh, we had him with us. Please let him come back. Dear Grand Forks hockey board, we'd love to have Scott back. He was just trying to stick up for us, and he was just trying to make it fair for us to change. Scott was just trying to stick up for us. Uh, dear Grand Forks Hockey Board, we need Scott Voigt back. He's the best. First, he is so good at pep talks and always believes in all of us. Second, he's really funny and nice off the ice and on the ice. Please, please, please. Um, th- this They're all like that. Um, 
that tells you something uh, about uh, when, when your players are doing that. And, and have you gotten any feedback from any of these girls' parents? I have. They've, they've, like I said, they've supported me all, all along the way. Um, and those letters are the reason why I coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had no idea that I had that impact until I read those letters. I Obviously, what my whole shtick is, um, if you put your best effort forth, the results are what the results are. And if you've done your best and there's nothing more you can do, you just got to be happy with the results, win or lose. And um, it, it makes me happy to know that the girls have had a positive experience despite the fact the association hasn't been wanting to provide it to them. Mm-hmm. And really, that's where it falls on. It falls on the coaches because I'll say there's 12U coaches and 15U coaches that are doing the exact same thing that I am as far as girls and their experience. They're just not getting the support from the association either. Right. Um, so Grand Forks Youth Hockey, they've been on probation before. I'm not sure on that. Okay. Yeah. Now, we, we've got you, you've got the, uh, the the petition out there. Um, if this doesn't work, you're asking for the board to be replaced. Uh, what happens if this doesn't work? What's next? I think I have enough support to run for the board myself and mm-hmm. start making changes internally myself. Mm-hmm. It'll be uncomfortable because I know a lot of those people don't care for me or don't like me. Yeah, but because that doesn't really matter it. to me. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't really matter to me. It, the kids are what matters to yeah, you. Exactly. Did we get everything out? Is there anything more you want to add? I would like to say hi to all the Grand Forks Youth Hockey Girls uh, 10U Hockey Team and thank them for their kind letters and words. I'd like to thank the parents. Um, I'd like to keep the focus on what's happening to the girls, not what happened to me. The girls are the primary reason I'm here. I want them to have the same experiences as the boys. And if, if this makes things a little bit better, like hiring a director for the girls mm-hmm. or adding games to our schedule after I started poking the association yeah. and after I filed my appeal, if it makes it better in any way for them, I'm happy and I consider it a success. This hasn't been easy for you sitting in here, has it? It, it hasn't. It's a tough topic for me. It's been difficult on my wife. It's yeah. been difficult on my kids, right? They have, this, they have the parent who's been suspended for the year because sure. she's done something yeah. so egregious. Right, right. And, and it like... And, the, um, my my daughter's had trouble at school. Yeah. My my son, he's kind of a little bit less oblivious to it, or more oblivious, whatever, however you want to say that. Sure, sure. <laughs> he He's not as worried and concerned, but he's younger. Yeah, my, right. My daughter's in middle school. There's real impacts in middle school and, and the way people boy, are treated yeah. and things like that. And um, there's been days that haven't been great for her. She loves having me on the ice just as much as the other girls do um, because she has the same experiences that Right. Um, one letter that wasn't in there is my daughter. She didn't write a letter. Okay. Um, but which is fine. I, I think, I don't think that would be appropriate. And, um, and you know, you talk about those letters, uh, Scott, Jeremy Hauser says those letters were unprompted by any parents and came out from the girls themselves in the locker room after coach Foyt told them he was no longer able to coach. Uh, Sherry Hallgren says, good for you. Hopeful with a smiley face. Um, we're going to be following this. Um, you know, I, I hope you guys, I'm not picking sides here. That's not my job. Sure. My job is to get this news out there. Um, I am very, very passionate about hockey. I'm very passionate about, about the, the, the future of all of our lives are these kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might say being a hockey player makes no difference in how this kid turns out in life. It, the hell it doesn't. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you have kids or if you were in sports growing up, you know, Justin Valinsky says Scott teaches more than hockey every time he steps on the ice. 
obvious to me you got some good backing behind you there, buddy. I do. I have a lot of people who care about me and care about the girls and, and want to continue to push until things are better. I'm not sure how this is going to go for me the rest of the day or the rest of the week. Um, I'm glad you chose to sit down with us. Um, this is something that needs to get out there. Uh, if it doesn't, it, it's not going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Um, this could save this same scenario in a year or two or three. Mm-hmm. It, could, it could stop this scenario every year for the next 10 years. Um, we wish you all the luck in the world. I appreciate um, it. it. It we get it all? It, I, th- I think we did. I okay. think we got the gist. I mean, people know, people have had their own experiences, sure. and they've been communicated to me over and over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of concerning things that I've heard, um, a lot of things that need to be addressed, and uh, I think a change of leadership probably is the best way to go. Sure. Um, so the people who put the emphasis on the girls' program actually care about it and aren't forced to do it. Right. I mean, you get some, You get a completely different product when the people are passionate about what they're doing as opposed to forced to do it. And I think that's kind of what we've had so far. Right. They've been forced to placate to the girls program because they have to have one. Yeah. Right? They're not passionate about it. They don't really care about it. But it, it's a revenue maker for them because all our games are on the road and they don't have to pay for ice here. Right. And right. we pay the same fees as everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm... I'm glad you invited me on and I'm glad I had the opportunity to kind of share my story and get a little bit more information out there. So people know what is happening in Grand Forks and specifically with the youth hockey association, I'll, I'll appeal to the parents. If you're afraid of retaliation to sign a petition, I think that's more all the reason to sign it. Yeah, absolutely. If, you're t- if you can't stick up for your kids, who can you stick up for? Mm-hmm. I ask you to support it, sign it, Put your name out there. Let them know how you're feeling about the association so we can have positive changes. Because I know there's experiences like this that are similar to the lower level boys as well, because those are communicated to me over the last few days. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to tell you this, people, right now. If uh, you don't believe any of this and you think I'm I'm making up uh, all this stuff here, uh, feel free to come to the studios at Grand Forks Best Source. I will sit down with you. I will show you what you want to see. I'm not going to let you walk out the door with it. Uh, but we've got it all. Uh, one last uh, post. Uh, people act out if they think they're entitled to be on the team, and, and we get that. Uh, we've been around hockey long enough to know, uh, and it's too bad. You know, here's the deal. They're kids. Let them be kids, all right? Get out of the political crap. It, it's just not worth it. Uh, Scott Foyt, good luck, and thank you. Uh, thank you for coming in. Please keep in touch, all right? I will do. Thank all you. right, there you go. want to give a shout-out to CNH Insurance for bringing you this extra show today. You know, Grand Fork's best source. We insure through CNH Insurance. And I tell you what, maybe you guys ought to about think about doing the same thing. Their agents have over 50 years of combined insurance experience. And for you snowbirds, they're not only licensed in North Dakota and Minnesota, but down in Arizona, too. How perfect is that? Justin, Jody, or Tammy. That's who you call because these people strive to give everyone who walks through their door special attention and the best customer service possible. Call them up, 218-773-0287. You can always drop by, too. They're at 1427 Central Avenue Northwest in East Grand Forks. Check them out, CNH Insurance. And again, thanks to Scott Foyt. And again, thank you to all of you people that texted and are watching. I know there's a bunch of you for this extra show today. Uh, man, um, speaking of sports, Fork Sports Highway is on at 6.30 tonight. Got Monty, Bill, Raven. I think Dale might even be there, Paul, the producer. Uh, they got a lot to talk about. Probably one of the best sports shows you're ever going to watch. I'm sure they'll be talking about uh, state hockey tournaments too, all right? Uh, make sure to tune in and make sure to like, share, tag, and follow us, all right? Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show that way. We all know the Grand Cities are grand. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.